Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. One hour left of week number six, high school football. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Coming up, though, the man, the man everybody loves because he's got the scores. It's Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Lovell. Once again, it's a pleasure to be with you and our producer, James Adams, this evening in downtown Indianapolis. We'll get back to those high school football scores in a moment. But in Major League Baseball, there are two things that fans are currently monitoring, and that is Aaron Judge's home run total for the season and the home run total of the career for Albert Pujols. Judge today did not hit home run number 61. Pujols just hit number 699. A 434-foot blast to left, and the Cardinals have a 2-0 lead against the Dodgers in Dodgers Stadium. That's in the top of the third inning. Other baseball scores, they're in the top of the ninth in Chicago. White Sox and the Detroit Tigers, 5-3 advantage for the Tigers. The game got knotted up at three in the bottom of the sixth inning. A.J. Pollock hit a two-round home run, but then... Detroit answer with runs in the 7th and the 8th innings. And in Major League Baseball, going on still. Bottom of the 8th from Texas. The Guardians still holding on to a lead over the Rangers. 6-3. That's in the bottom of the 8th inning. The Guardians got 5 in the top of the 6th. Milwaukee-Cincinnati has gone final. Brewers pick up a win again over the Cincinnati Reds. 5-3 was the score. Luis Sessa charged with the loss for Cincinnati. And Luis Perdomo Picks up his third win of the season for Milwaukee. In Pittsburgh, the Cubs pick up their fourth straight victory as they top the Pirates 6-5. to They scored three runs in the sixth inning, including a Patrick Wisdom two-run home run today. Minor League Baseball, Indianapolis Indians fall to the St. Paul Saints. Final score there was 4-1. to Okay, now back to the high school football scores. Four-way Northside defeats Homestead. Combined score of 99 points. With a margin of one, Fort Wayne Northside defeats Homestead 50 to 49. Oak Hill shuts out Frankton 40 to nothing. Western Boone all over Frankfurt 56 to 6. Harrison just beats West at his Lafayette Jeff by a touchdown 34 to 27. Castle Evansville writes and writes picks up the win 41 to 10. Shenandoah over Hagerstown tonight 36 to 8 was the final score. Warren Central with a commanding win over Pike. They have their loss last week against Ben Davis 49 14 was the final score there. South Putnam all over West Vigo 40 to 8 final score. Lebanon they pick up a win on homecoming night 21 14 over Tri West. Mishawaka and Warsaw. Mishawaka. Cruises past Warsaw, 43-19 final score. Mooresville and Franklin Community, upset number two from the Mid-State Conference, 28-21 final score. Franklin Community over the Pioneers. The other one tonight, Whiteland and Martinsville, 35-14 was the final score. Martinsville knocking off Whiteland, who is the top team in Class 5A. Mississinawa shuts out Alexandria Monroe, 28 to nothing. Cambridge City Lincoln shuts out Knightstown, 33-0. Try is on the verge of picking up another win this season. They are up 38 to nothing. That's in the fourth quarter against Winchester Community. Holgates defeats Tri-State 
30 to 25. Garrett and West Noble, 40 to 14 final score. West Noble picks up the win tonight. Hanover Central and Boone Grove, 55-7 was the final score. Hanover Central picks up the win. Northwood shuts out Plymouth. 48 to nothing. Yorktown shuts out Shelbyville, 42 to zero. And Eastern Hancock and Milan. Eastern Hancock falls by a point, 36-35 to Milan. Tipton, they defeat Northwestern, 47-21. Terre Haute South Vigo defeats Northview by 11, 48 to 37. Fort Wayne Bishop Dwinger, they cruise past Fort Wayne Concordia Lutheran, 41 to 12. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is. Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to save lives.org is their website. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. There are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. By signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Again, their website, driven, the number two, savelives.org. College football tomorrow. Ran through this schedule quickly. Want to go slower this time. We're going to be talking about it on the show tomorrow night. Florida Atlantic at Purdue. Purdue needs to bounce back. Notre Dame with their first one. See what they're all about with a, a, a challenge at South, excuse me, North Carolina. Tomorrow afternoon, Ball State at Georgia Southern. IU on the road at Cincinnati at 3.30. Um, there are a number of teams who are off tomorrow. Indiana State, Anderson, Butler, Franklin College, Hanover College, uh, Rose Hulman. Those are all teams not playing tomorrow. UND is at Ohio Dominican. Uh, Anderson is off. I missed them. Worcester at DePaul. Um, Trinity International at Indiana Wesleyan. Manchester's also off. Missouri Baptist at Marion University. Rose Hallman is off. St. Xavier at St. Francis. Olivet Nazarene at Taylor. Center of Ohio at Trine. San Diego at Valpo. Denison at Wabash. So those are games going on tomorrow. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night as we talk about a great number of those games. Eddie Garrison doing a great job on the scores. Eddie, hopefully we're going to get a chance to talk about Decatur and Plainfield. We're, we're hopeful that we can talk about that game. Uh-huh. I know I am. I know you're not. Yeah. But uh, do we have do we have most of our scores in? We, do we have most of the scores tonight? I know we have a couple that are left, and it's not a lot. But, yeah, most of our scores are in. And I want to note one thing. You were talking about Purdue. Uh, Aiden O'Connell is a game-time decision tomorrow. Yeah, what's up with this? What's going on? Um, I don't know. They've been very vague about it. And, of course, in college athletics, you don't have to specify injury designations right. and whatever like you right. do at the NFL level. But uh, all I know is from whatever, what I've been able to piece together is that he's a game-time decision, and they have a 60-year backup quarterback ready to go. Uh, he's a transfer in from UCLA. So, uh, yeah. And it, I mean, it's a good thing for Purdue that they're not playing anybody within the Big Ten today or tomorrow right. either. Um, so I guess if that is one silver lining, if Aiden O'Connell misses tomorrow, is you're playing at home, so you're going to have the home crowd behind you. Um, right. You're not really playing anybody of of note. Quite frankly, I think we're early enough in the season. I'm not sure what any of these teams are actually all about, to be honest. Um, clearly not Notre Dame. Um, Purdue, question mark. It's same thing with IU. So, you know, you look at those schools, you know, it's we know Ball State's young. 
playing a good schedule. Um, IU's got a challenge at Cincinnati without question. I think Notre Dame has a challenge at North Carolina. Um, so, you know, it's kind of why they play them, I suppose, to give you that, that cliched type of answer. But early on, I still don't think – and I think that you can say the same thing about uh, your Indianapolis Colts who have a – challenge coming up clearly on sunday against kansas city you know you're, oh, yeah. you're two games in you don't don't really you don't really know i mean team doesn't I'm not sure what the personality of this team is to be honest uh hard to get a gauge on it when you're oh uh, one and one oh one and one so you know um it takes a while for your team to coalesce it takes a time to de- to develop personality you coach you understand what mm-hmm. i'm talking about mm-hmm. uh and um that's the frustrating thing from a coach's standpoint. You need to figure it out, fellas. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help. especially I mean, in football. No, I mean, I coached a sport where we played 30 games a year or more. And so uh, as opposed to playing 10 or 12 or 13 or whatever the number is. So, you know, there is uh, grave importance um, that you make progress quickly on the football field. Correct. And I think the one thing that you also have to take into note here is like you have a new quarterback, Matt Ryan, but his favorite target and his best wide receiver was out last week. His second best wide receiver was also out last week. So, I mean, it is really hard to develop that identity that you're trying to build, especially in those early weeks. But now you have to – uh, you have to play well. You have Kansas right. City rolling in. They're two and zero. They're one of the favorites in the AFC. Right. It's the home opener. Uh, you really do not want to start the season zero two and one. So, I think this is a perfect game for the Colts to really get back on track because sure. with the way they've lost and tied, uh, they have to come out and they have to come out focused and ready to play and with energy throughout the course of the entire game. Because if they don't, uh, then they're going to get boat raced by the Kansas City Chiefs to, uh, on Sunday. He's Eddie Garrison. He's coming up with a school board update uh, soon. When we come back, Mike Kelly from Hamilton Southeastern will join us. We'll talk about more of week number six of high school football. That's all coming up uh, on Network Indiana. But tonight's Player with Hearts brought to you by Bex Hybrids. Bex, they are and will remain farmers at heart. Colts Chiefs on Sunday, 1 o'clock from Lucas Oil Stadium, home opener. For the horseshoe, they will be without all-pro linebacker Shaquille Leonard once again. Frank Reich did say this, uh, though, today. What's left that is he's got to know how he can go out there and play winning football. That's the bottom line. He's got to know he can go out there and play winning football and feel confident in that. The Colts will also be without backup left tackle Bernard Ryman. Uh, he's recovering with an ankle injury. That means Matt Pryor will be the left tackle the entire game on Sunday for the Indianapolis Colts with no immediate backup per se if he were to go down. Alec Pierce can clears concussion protocol, so Pierce will suit up on Sunday for the Indianapolis Colts. They are five-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. Major League Baseball, Albert Pujols hit 699 tonight, looking to join Babe Ruth and Barry Bonds as the only two to go over 700 in their career. Aaron Judge hit a deep fly to left tonight. That was an out against the Boston Red Sox. Ironically, if that game's in Boston, that's home run number 61. But Judge still sits at home run number 60 on the season. He's looking to tie Roger Maris. All-time record of 61 home runs in a season. Other games in Major League Baseball tonight. 6-3 still as they go to the top of the ninth between the Cleveland Guardians and the Texas Rangers. 
Guardians got a five spot in the top of the sixth inning. And at the conclusion of the ninth inning, the White Sox fall to the Detroit Tigers 5-3. to three. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. High school football tonight, Hamilton Southeastern beating Zionsville 31-13. HSE number four in 6A, Zionsville number 14. Mike Kelly joins me, the head coach at HSE. Coach, thanks for the call. Congratulations on the win tonight. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Bob. I tell you what, that's a good team you beat. I mean, they're, they're, Scott's done a fantastic job with that group. And uh, to get the spread you got tonight, your kids had to play well. Well, their defense is phenomenal. Uh, early in the game, I mean, it was like five minutes left in this first half, and I think the score was 3-3. Three, three, three. So uh, we were able to put uh, 14 on points on the board rather quickly there. I had to go ahead 17-3 uh, uh, going into halftime. But their defense is, is great. Uh, they fly around, play play fast, and then offensively they got several weapons that, that pose a significant problem for you. Uh, so Coach Turnquist has done a phenomenal job, um, and they're, they're a good football team, very, very good. Did you make some changes to get your get yourself turned around, or did your kids just execute better? Well, I, I, part of that, we, we threw the ball with a little more accuracy in the, um, towards the end of the first half and, and to start the second half, um, and that opens up some lanes naturally. Um, you know, we, we got some big plays out of Donovan Hampton this evening that – you know, he, he's just got some uh, a body that can go up and get the football for us, and he, he did a great job with that. And, and then that opened up some running lanes, and Jalen Alexander got loose a couple times and, and made some big runs. And in the second half, yeah, we were able to move the ball on the ground a little bit more efficiently, for sure. All right, so you keep playing. You keep playing at this high level, Coach. You know, you the big win against um... – uh, Fishers, you get you, you're playing high at a high level. Kids are playing well, playing a difficult schedule, obviously, but still doing very well with it. Yeah, yes, sir. That's the one thing about the HCC. You really don't have a week off. Um, I mean, Coach Turnquest and myself were talking before the game, and it, you know the, the the challenge of our conference is that it's pretty deep, and uh, you're going to get quality opponents each week that you've got to. Make sure you're coming out and practicing well each week of practice and and, uh, giving great attention to detail and then being able to execute at a high level is is, uh, a a premium. Um, You know, for us defensively, uh, we've kind of been led by our defense this year and they did a phenomenal job once again this year keeping keeping their weapons at bay uh, and uh, and making it really challenging for them to move the football on the ground, uh, which really made them one-dimensional, which which was uh, to our advantage uh, uh, all night long and so um, our defense coach coach um, McCaslin does a phenomenal job getting them excited and jacked up and ready to play and, and our coaching staff has done a phenomenal job this year just getting everyone ready to play and uh, I'm, I'm blessed to be in the, the, the presence of our staff uh, they've really done a, a phenomenal job getting our guys uh, ready to go who do you play next week coach no, we got Noblesville on the docket, and so you know uh, that's always right. a fun one. I was what sure. they do offensively, so it's going to be interesting. Michael Kelly from Hamilton Southeastern, HSC thirty-one thirteen winners over Zionsville. Coach, thanks so much for the call. Good luck think, next week. Hey, thank you, Bob, and I appreciate what you do for Indian football. You're very welcome. Thanks for the kind words. Good luck, Coach. Thanks. Speaking of. Kind words. We have plenty for this guy. Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network, Indiana Football Digest, member of the Indiana Sports Writers and Sportscasters Hall of Fame, the Indiana Football Hall of Fame, 
best friend football has in the state of Indiana. Hello, Paul. Good evening, Coach. Tonight you had the Merrillville win over Laporte, 42-3. to Merrillville, too much for the slicers this evening. Yeah, it was a, a big win uh, for Merrillville tonight uh, going on the road to Kiwanis Field. They just came out methodically the first five times they touched the football, uh, scored touchdowns, and were just off and running and route to a 41-3 win. And it was just uh, – uh, and that's – it's a Merrillville team that played without their – their uh, Division One talent, uh, Justin Marshall, who had the night off, he, uh, you know, it's kind of rusted a sore knee, and so the backups came in and uh, took care of business at hand, and they really did a nice job racking up 441 yards of total offense, limiting uh, Laporte to only 93 yards of offense, and uh, really created uh, it was it was a field position uh, opportunity where they every time that you think Laporte was going to make some noise. Maribel would flip the field on him, and uh, it was just too much uh, Maribel, too much talent, too much athleticism, uh, too much experience, and all those things being said. And then Maribel, really, they started substituting freely midway through the second quarter. So it wasn't like that they were uh, running up the score by any stretch of the imagination. They just had a lot of people uh, playing a lot of really good football all simultaneously at the same time. And, they won now their third straight game, and the, uh, they're certainly making uh, some strides. And I don't know if they'll have a chance to uh, win the Dunlin Conference Championship, uh, which is because uh, right now Crown Point seems to be in the driver's seat as they beat Maryville uh, in week three. But uh, certainly this is a Maryville team that will uh, certainly uh, look uh, forward to a, a rematch with uh, Valparaiso, who took it on the chin tonight to Crown Point, and that's setting up my ball game uh, for next week. When you and I started talking about this season, you know, uh, over the summer and early uh, in August, you mentioned that, you know, Merrillville would benefit by tournament-wise by being in 5A. But you also mentioned that you thought they had a really solid football team. And now that you've seen them in person, I I think you still believe that, don't you? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is Jalen Thomas, their quarterback, uh, it's gotten better. He just his rapid growth. Uh, you know, got to keep in mind this is only his uh, his sixth game of the season, so it's a situation where um, you know he's getting better each and every time he steps on the field, and that was really the case because you, you know taking a a three year starter out of your lineup from a year ago, and now you're putting him situation in there. You've already also had, uh, but you know, the reality of it is, Bob, they, they lost eight guys that are playing college football from last year's group. Right. So right. despite the fact that they've uh, got a talented group coming back, there's still guys who had to learn how to play new positions. And I think that's mm-hmm. really kind of what this variable team is. I think they're going to be really dangerous come postseason play because now all those young kids have got a whole bunch of reps behind them. And I think they're going to be a formidable team uh, once the postseason kind of rolls around. All right. So you and I tomorrow night will talk about the week, the uh, number six, but uh, you've got scores from uh, up in your uh, area of the state. What jumps out at you tonight uh, in the Duneland and, and other scores from the northern part of the state? Well, I know there was uh, there was three marquee games up here with Crown Point uh, up uh, knocking off uh, uh, real really. Uh, fine Valparaiso team and Andrin and Hobart game went right down to the wire. Drake Bowen had three big uh, uh, scores and leading the uh, – and, matter of fact, Hobart had the ball and driving for what could have been the winning score 
only did that the interception in the end zone at the end uh, cost them there. And then, of course, the rematch between Kankakee Valley and Lowell. Uh, Kirk Kennedy, who really kind of established Lowell, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is now the head coach at Kankakee Valley as he came out of retirement to come back to Northwest Indiana. And he took his Kankakee Valley team down to Lowell. Uh, they got down early. Uh, but just didn't have enough gas in the tank, and Lowell was able to take care of business. Those were three of the marquee games in Northwest Indiana. So uh, I think it's, uh, it's a pretty good night of high school football uh, up in the in Northwest Indiana, Coach. Mm-hmm. October the 9th, I know it's circled on your calendar. It should be circled on everybody's calendars. That's the pairing show. Paul and I will be doing that from 5 until 7 on many of these stations around the state. Uh, it's And we've talked about balance all year long. And another weekend where we'll talk about it again. It's just uh, this, this is what we have. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun tournament-wise. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that this uh, this postseason is one is going to be one that you know I don't know I can't say that hey listen this this tournament is this right. teams to win or lose I don't know if we can say that a very uh, very many times I think uh, you know I don't know what happened in the Lutheran game tonight I need I certainly know that they were playing Cena that could be a really good matchup for Lutheran. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lutheran's awfully good in 1A and 2A. You know, you go up and down the line. And, you know, is there a dominant team in 2A? Is because uh, I know that Mahindran team. Once they get their quarterback back, you got to look out for that group. 3A once again. You is there a dominant team? I don't know if there's a dominant team in in this state like we've seen in years past. Right. Right. All right, Paul, I'll look forward to our conversation tomorrow night. Paul Condry from the Region Radio Sports Network on the call of Maryville's 42-3 win over LaPorte. Paul, thanks. We'll talk tomorrow night. Thanks, Coach. Great to be with you tonight. Thank you. Coming up, scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update, I'm Eddie Garrison. History was made tonight from Dodger Stadium. Albert Pujols joins the 700 club. He is the fourth player to hit seven home runs, 700 home runs in their career, joining Barry Bonds, Babe Ruth, and Hank Aaron. Congratulations, Mr. Pujols. Over 400 home runs in his career with the St. Louis Cardinals, a total of 466 after tonight. He entered the night on 698. And he's the reason why the Cardinals are currently leading the Dodgers 5 to nothing. That is in the bottom of the fourth inning. Congratulations, Albert Pujols. They've gone final in Chicago, 5-3 Tigers over the White Sox. Other baseball scores are in the bottom of the ninth. Guardians 6, Rangers 3. Reds, Brewers 5-3. Final score was the Brewers-Cubs defeat the Pirates 6-5. They win. Their fourth straight game. Back to the high school football scores. Week number six, a lot of homecoming games tonight. West Central 56, South Newton 26. Culver Academy falls to North Judson 39-10. to North Decatur all over Rushville 55-14 was the final score. Edinburgh falls to Greenwood Christian Academy 22-7. to Ben Davis, they edge out Lawrence North. 34-28. Mrs. Cinema shuts out Alexandria Monroe 28 to nothing. Knightstown all over Cambridge sitting Lincoln 40 to 18. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Eddie. Eddie, 700 home runs is 700. That, that is that is just that, that I can't even I cannot under I can't believe that. And in, and you're 
you were there with Babe Ruth. Uh, who else did you say? Aaron? Hank Aaron? Hank Aaron and Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Wow. That's impressive. Yep. It's all right, though. All right, Eddie, we got a little more football to talk about. Corydon Central beating Salem tonight, 32-16. David Deaton from WKLO joins me. David, thanks so much for the call. It's a good win for Corydon Central tonight. Yeah, another good win and another week of football for the Panthers, Coach. Now three straight wins for the Panthers after beating Salem tonight at home. It was homecoming night, and it was also staff appreciation night as well. What happens during the week is the football players all go to a teacher, whether it's in the elementary, the junior high, the high school. Right. They find right. that teacher. They give them their jersey number, and it's the alternate jersey that the Panthers wear, which is old gold. And so mm-hmm. those teachers showed up at the game tonight. They were recognized between the first and the second quarter, plus right. homecoming before the game. And so it was a pretty busy night, great crowd tonight. And uh, the weather stayed away for the most part, at least until right after the game ended. So right. really good night of football for the Panthers. And this team is starting to find their stride now. First three-game winning streak since 2016 for Aaron Humphrey and his team. And they're starting to figure it out on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Now, before we talk about this game, who wins the queen contest? That would be one of the uh, players on the girls' basketball team. Bree Edwards was the homecoming queen tonight. She's a point guard on the Corridan girls' basketball team, one of the three seniors coming into this right. uh, season for right. the Lady Panthers. So she right. ended up getting crowned homecoming queen tonight. Uh, the reason I ask is we were fortunate. Uh, our daughter, Stephanie, was uh, the homecoming queen at Franklin Community High School. Um, yeah. It's also prom queen. <laughs> if they had a queen contest, Steph, Steph won it. And, and so I understand how excited the family is, and I, I congratulate you. Who was the king? Uh, try to remember who it was offhand. Oh. Uh, I think it was one of the students in the school. No, it wasn't one of the football players, though. I do know okay. that. All right, all right. So at least we got Bree recognized. So, uh, what a what a great night! What a thrilling night! I I remember it like it was yesterday, quite frankly. All right, so three in a row. So tell me what has led to this three game run right now. Well, it's kind of been a combination of things. Two of the three games have kind of been similar. The other one was a little bit different. But the the offense has really come along here the last couple of games again after kind of having an off week against Scottsburg a couple of weeks ago. But this Corridan team got into a shootout with Eastern last week. They won that 33-32 on a touchdown with 41 seconds to go. Got the extra point to get out of Eastern with a win against the Eastern Peak and Musketeers. And then against Scottsburg, it was really the defense that really propelled the team. And then tonight, it's kind of a combination of the two. The defense kind of stood strong there early. Salem kind of wore them down with a long drive to start the game, did score a touchdown on a 38-yard screen pass there uh, to Justin Stevenson. But then after the Panthers kind of shook off the slow start offensively because they ended up going three and out on their first drive, they end up getting a fumble recovery at midfield They take it three plays, 50 yards, and uh, one of the craziest plays I've ever seen, Tyler Fessel, the Corridan quarterback, threw it to Wes Taylor on a screen pass. Uh, He threw it what would have been to his right. Taylor has nowhere to go. There are a bunch of Salem defenders there. He reverses field. Everybody on the other side of the field starts blocking for him. So he runs from one sideline to the other, ends up going up the other sideline for a touchdown, from 37 yards he ran probably 85 yards on that play alone just to get to the end zone 
So they got Corridan on the board, got them going there early, and then they end up getting a couple more touchdowns there in the first half to get up 19-8 to on a couple of rushing touchdowns from their quarterback, Tyler Fessel, and their running back, Anthony Martin, who had a really nice game tonight. And then a fumble recovery for a touchdown in the third quarter gave them a 25-8 lead after a missed uh, extra point there, had a couple of two-point conversions that they couldn't convert either. But then they would cap off the scoring in the fourth quarter with Tyler Fessel throwing a rope down the field to Jalen Fowler for a 41-yard touchdown pass. The extra point being good made it 32-8. Salem's quarterback, Caleb Tucker, had to leave the game with an injury, so the backup quarterback, Adam Mole, came in, and he ended up running in a nine-yard touchdown with six minutes to go. They got the two-point conversion to make it 32-16. to and so after that, Corden was able to kind of shut the door on Salem with their defense. But the Panther defense has gotten better really since the beginning of the season. And the offense has talent and the offensive line starting to gel. They blocked a lot better tonight. The Panthers mm-hmm. had 277 yards of offense. Tyler Fessel had time to throw the football most of the time tonight. He was able to scramble and get some yardage that way too. So this team's really starting to come together, starting to play more complimentary football. Salem has struggled this year, but they're always a tough opponent for Corden. They lost eight in a row to the Lions before tonight. So the Panthers have started to put it together better here two-thirds of the way through the regular season, and this team is uh, really starting to show that they can play some good football out there on Friday nights. There's joy in Corden right now. That's a heck of a night. Homecoming win, impressive win, continue to play well. Who do they play next week? Uh, they will be headed to Charlestown to take on a very good Pirates team who beat yeah. Scottsburg on the road tonight. So Charlestown, one of the mo- one of the more high-flying offenses right. in southern Indiana, right. will have that game with the Panthers, and uh, it'll be a tough matchup because, man, this Charlestown team, uh, best team in the Mid-Southern Conference right now, and one of the better quarterbacks anywhere in southern Indiana, and Clay McClelland got good receivers to throw to. So the Panthers will certainly be tested, and we'll really see how far along they've come with that game next week against the Pirates on the road. He's David Deaton from WKLO. He has the call of Court and Central's 32-16 win over Salem. David, thanks so much for the call. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Coach. You have a great weekend as well. Thanks so much. Two-time defending champ in 6A Center Grove, 63-41 winners over Lawrence Central. With me, Trojans head coach Eric Moore. Coach, thanks so much for the call. You had a little shootout tonight on your hands early in this ball game, did you not? Yes, Bob. It was a great high school basketball game. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it because you, you beat me to it, but, but, we, but we you're right. <laughs> we hit our three-pointers and shot our free throws very well. <laughs> and we didn't play any defense. Uh, well, uh, it was a coming night uh, at Center Grove and Race Filman Stadium. It was 63 to 41. We had 642 yards of total offense, 200 and some yards passing, three TDs, and 438 yards rushing. That's four TDs. Uh, Noah Coy has seven receptions, 135 yards, one of the best in the state, two more touchdowns. Michael Coyle, 26 rushes for 285 and four TDs. Jalen Thompson, 19 rushes, 158 in a TD. The kids on offense was great. Had some injuries occurred during the game. Defensive guys were having to move around, play different positions, and got to give credit to Lawrence Central for just flat out having some great skill kids, and it was a track meet, and I didn't enjoy any of it. No, you don't enjoy track until springtime. <laughs> so it's a little early for you. The kids on both teams just played so hard, and so many great players made great plays. Goodness gracious. Um, 
and for Lawrence Central and for Center Grove. And we're just lucky to come out on top. I, you know, I, this season I said the, the, the most important part of the game is the coin flip. We've got the ball first. Well, you know what? You know going in that they have playmakers like you and, and that you, you one of your big things is can't give up the big play, which is easier said than done when you're playing a team like LC. Yeah, and, and again, they just made some great plays. Great, I mean, great individual efforts. You know, for 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 the Orange Central kids, uh, I'm just, I'm, you know, it was pretty, you know, frightening to watch from the sidelines. But you know, then our kids just battled back and made the same play. So uh, we learned a lot about ourselves tonight, and uh, had a lot of fun in front of the home stands. A lot of a lot of fireworks. A lot of. I'll touch <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Eric Moore, the head coach at Center Grove Trojans, beating Lawrence Central 63-41. Eric, thanks so much for the call. Have a great weekend. Hey, thank you, Bob. We sure appreciate all you do for high school football. Thanks. Thanks for the kind words. I appreciate it. Have a great week. Thanks. We got uh, we have a little more football to talk about now. That, that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, putting some points on the board now. Uh, two really talented teams. All right, final scoreboard update of the night coming up with Eddie Garrison, and we're going to talk about some of the games, get some reactions, and see how it's going. Don't forget, join us tomorrow night. College football on the docket for tomorrow on Indiana Sports Talk. Final scoreboard update on the night, so let's take a look through tomorrow's college football slate. Notre Dame is at North Carolina. Kickoff is at 3.30. You can catch the game on NBC. North Carolina averaging the six most points per game in all of college football at 51 and over 500 yards of total offense per game, which is fifth in the nation. Indiana is on the road at Cincinnati. They're 16.5-point underdogs against the Bearcats, 3.30 kickoff time. You can watch that game on ESPN2. Ball State is at Georgia Southern. That is a 6 o'clock kick, and you can watch that on ESPN+. Purdue, they are playing host to Florida Atlantic. It's at 7.30 on the Big Ten Network from Ross-Aid Stadium. Aiden O'Connell, daytime decision for the Boilers. It's an unspecified injury. If he cannot suit up, it'll be sixth-year UCLA transfer Austin Burton would make the lone start. He was four of seven last year in his limited action as a Purdue Boilermaker. On Sunday, the Indianapolis Colts, they look for their first win on the season as they play host to the Kansas City Chiefs. They're 0-1-1 Kansas City, 2-0. Of course, Indianapolis coming off that disappointing 24 to nothing shutout loss last weekend against the Jacksonville Jaguars. No Shaquille Leonard. He is out as he's still recovering from back surgery from the offseason. Alec Pierce will suit up for the Colts after clearing concussion protocol. And Michael Pittman Jr., to quote Frank Reich, is ready to go. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Eddie Garrison, you've done a great job tonight. Scoreboard updates, flawless as always. Sorry your uh, your Hawks lost to my Quakers, but beyond that. So uh, number one in 6A, Brownsburg with an impressive win over Westfield. Number one in 5A, Whiteland falling to Martinsville. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one in 4A, New Pal overpowering number 10, Greenfield Central. What's the West Lafayette Benton Central score? Uh, let me look that one up for you. West Lafayette. Uh, I am not getting a score on that one. I don't see the report on that one yet. 
Okay. What about uh, the battle between Lutheran and Cecina in 2A? Lutheran won. They beat Cecina 28-19 tonight. Lutheran continues to roll. Cecina. That's a battle of one versus two. 28-19, is that it? Correct. Lutheran with the win. Outstanding. And think about that. And uh, Lutheran undefeated Cecina. Really, really good. Who won the battle for Adams County? Adams Central or South Adams? That was number two versus number five. Uh, Adams Central. Uh, that was a landslide win for them. Uh, 49-20 over South Adams. Wow. The Jets. That's impressive. That's impressive. You beat your rival that that badly. Mm-hmm. And in uh, – did I again? I got single A right with uh, Lutheran with the win. Yep. Uh, what other games stood out as you're doing? We have any overtimes this, tonight? Uh, we did one that I've only been able to see. That was Decatur in Plainfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, Moore's the upset. Another upset that we didn't really hit on. Uh, Mooresville lost to Franklin Community twenty-eight twenty-one. That was their homecoming game too. That's no upset. I live in Franklin. We would not consider that an upset. Um, seriously. Uh, and Mooresville, number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Cubs um, have been in the top ten. So um, I'm so happy for Chris Call. He's done a fantastic job. He's a tremendous football coach. Fantastic guy. Uh, Mike Gillen, everybody knows my friendship with Mike goes back to when we were in junior high playing each other, um, Decatur and, and Plainfield. And so, yeah, that's uh, some of these uh, some of these ranked teams didn't have a good time tonight. Uh, there were some um, there were some teams that uh, I'm, I'm trying to trying to find my way along uh, here. So we had a uh, oh, East Central had no problem with East Dearborn tonight. East Central number five and four A. East Dearborn, excuse me, South Dearborn, number 12 and 3A. Um, what about the Garen, Garen and the Chittard game? Uh, here's another overtime for you before I get you that one. Uh, Anderson 27, okay. Tech 26. Oh, uh, Chittard, yeah. this was a close one. Uh, 31-30, uh, Chittard over Garen Catholic. Great matchup. Chittard, um, um, obviously, um, doing very, very well. Chittard number two in 3A. Garen number nine. Um, that's um, that's an important ball game. A little bragging rights on that in that part of town, quite frankly. And so, some great games. Eddie, well done. Well done tonight. Thank you, sir. You uh, when too. do we have you back in, in the uh, chair? I will be back next Friday night. I can't wait. I can't either. Week seven, baby. Week number seven. Eddie Garrison, fantastic job tonight. Um, coming up tomorrow, as Eddie pointed out, we've got college football. We're going to be talking about that tomorrow night on the show. We encourage you to join us as we, uh, we're going to talk specifically about the Purdue game, the IU game, uh, talk some small college Um Big, uh, big, big games, as we talked earlier. I'm not sure these teams know, you know, exactly what you what you have at this stage. I mean, you're only, what is it, three games, four games into it. Uh, it's, it's still relatively early. Um, but um, if you're IU, you're going to get a challenge without question, taking on the Bearcats. And it'll be fun to see how that plays out. Short break. Final thoughts. Final break. This is Network Indiana's 
Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Sign up today, help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up, no age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. More than a thousand Hoosiers are waiting for a life saving organ transplant. By signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Again, the website driven, the number two, savelives.org. Tomorrow night on the show, we're going to spend some time talking about football. Matt Taylor, the voice of the Indianapolis Colts, will join me as we talk about their matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs at Lucas Oil Stadium on Sunday. We'll also have Lynn Clark talking about Notre Dame's matchup uh, with North Carolina. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about um, Purdue. Purdue's got a late game, so it's going to be tricky to talk about that in post game. That's going to be difficult. Uh, it's a 7.30 start. John Herrick from the IU Network will join us and talk about the Hoosiers and their matchup with Cincinnati. So um, we'll spend some time also covering some small college football. Um, we have great games. Denison's at Wabash. Uh, San Diego's at Valpo. Center College of Ohio is at Trine. Olivet Nazarene at Taylor. St. Xavier out of Chicago is at St. Francis. Missouri Babson. Baptist is at Marion University. We'll talk about that game. Indiana Wesleyan is at home against Trinity International from Chicago. Indiana State, Hanover, Franklin, Butler, Anderson, all off uh, tomorrow. Um, Got to get your bye week kind of, you know, this time of year. So last week, same thing. We had a great number of schools that were off last week. Got to have it coming up next week, and then they'll start settling in the conference play, and um, that will change. But Saturday night, join us. A little different pace um, than Friday night for the obvious reasons. The, the, the quantity of games decreases because of the college schedule. If you get a chance, sit in front of the TV, watch some ball tomorrow, and then join us tomorrow night on the show. We appreciate uh, – those coaches who had a chance to call us and our media colleagues on a very busy night. Weather wasn't perfect, but uh, it was a good night of football nonetheless. And don't forget, Paul Condry and I, he'll be with me tomorrow night on the show recapping uh, week number six. But Paul and I will be together on October the 9th for the pairing show. Never too early to prepare for the pairing show. And um, we'll let you know who's going to be playing whom. So we're excited and honored to have that opportunity once again coming up on the 9th of October from 5 until 7 on many of these same stations. Great job by Eddie Garrison and James Adams. Thank you so much to our great stations around the state that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And thanks to all of you for making us the most listened to sports talk show in our state's history. It is the history-making legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.